Welcome to Purifying Truths with A-Star. Thank you so much for tuning in this Saturday. We're so excited to have you. Today we have with us a return guest, Mr. Anthony Mitchell, the No Sweat Warrior. Welcome to Purifying Truths. Thanks for coming back, Mr. Mitchell. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, Amelia. Pleasure is all mine. So for those that missed the first episode, we'll catch them up a little bit, but we definitely encourage them to go back and listen to the first one because that's when you explained all about your childhood and growing up and what HED is. But for the sake of those that did not, please explain to us what HED is and how that has affected you. The medical term is hypohydrotic ectodermal dysplasia. It's basically left me without any sweat glands. I was born with this rare condition. It's a genetic condition. And uh, I'm not able to deal with uh, extreme heat, but HED is without sweat glands. It affects other areas of your body, from your teeth to your eyes, um, all five senses. Wow. Uh, I knew it was no sweat. I knew it was no sweat glands, but I did not know that it affect all of your senses. So you have this diagnosis of HED. Some may call it a disability, but we call you the no sweat warrior because you have taken that diagnosis and continued on doing the things that many thought that you would not be able to do. So let's jump right in. You're an entrepreneur. You are a poet. You're an author. You have your own sneaker line. What in the world encouraged you, motivated you, inspired you? Well, I've always been told, and we all know that God doesn't make any mistakes. Rather than hang my head low, I decided to approach my goals and dreams and any challenges that I have as if they were no sweat. And I take that banner on every time I approach something. I love the play on words, no sweat. We think, oh, that's no big deal, no sweat. And so this is a big deal. Actually, with HED, if you get too hot, you could have serious complications. But yet you conquer many things that most of us only dream of. I certainly applaud you for that. When we're talking about HED, let's go back just a little bit because I know you have dealt with some things that others have not. Let's talk about growing up. Did you have any problems with being bullied or did you feel hopeless or helpless because you were different? Yes, I got teased as a kid, and um, it was very difficult in the fact that it was being antisocial and playing with the other kids and things like that because I knew I was a little different. Didn't know exactly, but I knew I was a little different. 
my coach actually brought my attention to my uh, athletic ability. And then as I went on, still holding on to that antisocial being the, the different kid, my coach actually saw a little more athletic ability in me. He basically volunteered and approaching the doctors because the doctors weren't going to allow me to play. So with that being said, my athletic ability, I feel overshadowed the bullying, but mm -hmm. I still received it. The more my athletic ability shine, I feel I got less of it. Mm -hmm. And But I did actually observe it being done to other kids. And, and it was a difficult thing for anyone to go to. The little that I actually received, I felt was very tough. So, and it was more verbal, I would say with me, but uh, I've seen the verbal and the physical with others. Mm -hmm. And so for those that are diagnosed with HED or some other chronic illness or disease, what advice would you have for them? Maybe they're being bullied because they're different. I don't condone bullying to no extent. And those actually that are doing it should be definitely held accountable for it. For me, it, I feel actually made me stronger because when you have any challenges or any disabilities, you know, you may not do it the same as anyone else, but you get the job done at whatever way you use to get it done, continue doing it because it is definitely going to mold and shape you to the point to where you may create another avenue for someone else that may be following behind you that may have thought the same as you you may not take the same path to get to the end as someone else but you'll get there powerful keep going keep going and certainly you have kept going many times we look at someone they look different so we automatically acknowledge that they have a disability and they're treated different than we would treat someone that looked what we call quote unquote normal or does not have that diagnosis you have had some times where your confidence was not where it is now where you had to build that up because of certain things Please tell us a little bit about how you were able to find the strength to have that self-confidence to study a little harder or find another way to do something that may be challenging to you, but easy to others. Well, first of all, it was always God first, you know, mm -hmm. keeping God first, brought up in a um, definitely faith-based home. And one of the things that I did was I knew as far as studying, I would have to study just a little bit longer than anyone else. Came to um, say a book report for a class. I would read that book multiple times to be able to do, I, I felt a report for the teachers. Now that carried on into my adulthood to where uh, a challenge at a job, uh, certain duties that you have to do, I would reach out as much as I could. Otherwise, I would just continue going on. But that carried on and, you know, just about everything. I do poetry. So for me to get better with my poetry, I would write about the dog running across the street to a clock on the wall to, and then as I got older, of course, to sermon in church that I may have heard that I would create a poem behind it. And that just kind of spawned into all the other creativities and, and all the other ventures that I did. I just kept creating. 
it just light bulbs just start going out and it's hard to contain them but it just built in my confidence and it built in my trying new things mm-hmm. you, know? <laughs> you utilize sports it seems as when you have a diagnosis that you would shy away, but you ran track, you played basketball, you had so many different challenges, but looking back, you overcame major hurdles. Let's talk a little bit about how you had extra challenges, problems with your eyes, your teeth. You said it affected every area. What was different about you and the others on the team? What I did was to keep cool on the basketball court, we'll just go to practices. You know, we would, of course, go out a little bit and outside, but a majority of the practices were done on the inside and it would get pretty warm in there. So what I would do in the practices, I would wet my shirts as much as I could, all my uniform, trying to get cool. I would go in a locker room and just and just sit in the shower or lay out in front of the uh, those big industry fans that we have in the locker rooms. I mean, anything to keep cool. And I would try to come back out as soon as I could, but I definitely need to get my temperature down. I knew that wasn't a good thing if I tried to go back out sooner. So in a, a good percentage of the time, I would be able to go back out, but sometimes I would end up missing part of the practice, depending on how much I had did in that particular day and practicing. So as far as coming to the games in basketball, I would just drench my uniform and the coaches would let me play and let them know when I got too hot or they would kind of sense something wasn't right and then they would pull me out. And that carried on in in track and field. Mm -hmm. You know, I uh, track and field, I anchored sprint relay. I ran the 100, the 200, high jump and long jump. So I've had approximately five events I had to play in track and field. So I would spend a majority of my time during the track meet entering in all the events, but I loved it. I enjoyed it. Just, you know, keeping my body temperature as cool as I could in between and during, mm-hmm. you know, those are the things that I did to play sports. And it was, it was, it was no joke, but the end result, being able to go to state in the long jump, and bring some acknowledgement to my school and so some sportsmanship and everything. It was all awesome. Loved it. I can hear it in your voice how much you enjoyed overcoming the obstacles that you faced. As you continue to grow, you begin to walk in your purpose. How did you know that was the right way? How did you know that you were supposed to advocate for those with visible and invisible disabilities. What made you that warrior? I've always wanted to be able to tell my story and hopefully be able to inspire others. But at the same time, I I began to realize that there were those that, of course, never would take that next step because they felt like it may have been hopeless. So I wanted to be able to acknowledge them and give them some of the tips and things that I've been able to use to get me past. To me, it was always keeping God first, most of all, and things would eventually just open up for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't be more clear than that because some of the things that I thought would continue to give me struggles Mm begin to open up 
and and I can't explain it, but it always seemed to work out. But but I've been able to learn some of the things along the way too that I I just want to be able to pass that on to them, and uh, let their superiors or those that actually felt that they may not be able to maybe no harm, but just maybe not felt that they shouldn't approach that or try to pursue that. I wanted to be able to hopefully give some uh, attention to them as well as those that actually could be preventing them. Mm -hmm. Those that actually have ETD or any disability. With bringing attention to those with disabilities and advocating for them, you also have a coaching program and that is for whom? Coaching program is for those with disabilities. I mean, I would never turn away those that were that are still interested in my coaching program, mm -hmm. but, but those with disabilities. And I want to be able to get a one-on-one -on -one and be able to understand their individual uh, challenges, what they want to do in, in, in particular, and be able to give some of the tips and strategies of things that I feel that will work for them. Mm-hmm. I love that you're giving a voice of encouragement to those that may need that, to those that think that others don't understand. Having lived through it and living with it, you can certainly understand things that isn't taught in the textbook. So your work is very valuable. We want to talk a little bit about you, the No Sweat Warrior. I mean, you're an author. What inspired you to write? Always enjoyed reading and watching movies and seeing documentaries and things like that. So, and of course, writing poetry, that was a whole nother world for me, even though I started as a teenager. Wanting to, as we just spoke a little earlier, getting my message out, hopefully being able to inspire someone else. Writing a book was, uh, felt like was the, was the next step. You said that you love to read. What type of things do you read now? Muhammad Ali's story and things like that. Stories just kind of, it, it definitely gives you, it definitely gives you acknowledgement to their life stories. And, and we all, you know, come through challenges. There's, of course, definitely differently those of, say, of mine or someone else. But it lets you know that everyone has challenges that they had to go through to get to where they are, but they kept with it. They stayed with it to be some of the great minds and athletes of this world. Yes, yes. You're reading books about self-help that mm -hmm. you also wrote a book that is inspirational and motivational and informative. You have surrounded yourself with positivity and that you did not give up. Not only did you write a book, but you have greeting cards, you do poetry. Tell us about what got you to do that. Because many people are afraid, especially when it comes to poetry, to put themselves out there. Share with us the first time that you spoke your poetry in front of an audience. Um, well, my poetry, as I mentioned, it was something that I uh, cultivated and created from a young age to where, you know, we've always been told God gives us everything inside of us, all the gifts and the gifts that he's given me. 
a guy that I met, I'll never forget his name, Mr. Michael Gwen, used to come to our neighborhood and do these spoken word events. I neglected to mention earlier, I, I lost my left eye from an injury and mm-hmm. I had a patch that I wore on my, on my left eye. So it was seemed to be a little easier for me to get behind that patch, even though I was still shy. He, you know, talked to me and uh, him and his wife at the time talked to me and they, you know, mentioned to me about removing the patch. Would that help me to because I was having a little difficulty memorizing my my poems and everything. So when I did that, it just like it just kind of like opened up the whole new me. I didn't have a it was really more of a rejuvenation of what I felt mm. I had. So and when I took removed that patch from my first first spoken word event, and it was it was like a release, and then I continued doing it from that point on, and of course the poetry book followed. But always looking to get out and do a spoken word event if I have the opportunity to. I definitely. I'm so grateful that they encouraged you to take that mask off. I know you say patch, but it was something that you were hiding behind so that you were able to shine and to flourish. It's like that just catapulted you into the next level. When you're doing your poetry or you're speaking, what is your main message? The main message is to to never give up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we could say that in so many variations and being persistence, the power of persistence is actually a topic of one of my spoken word talks. It's that's the that, that that's the depth of it. Never giving up power of persistence. Some would not believe how far they could go if they just don't give up. No, no one knows your challenges but you. So, of course, through any individual's eyes, their challenges, they feel like it's something they shouldn't go through. But if they just know the power of persistence is so powerful, you know, regardless of what's in front of you, you continue to go on. I mean, that that says it right there. Yes. Now, do you have any positive maybe routines or mantras that you live by or exercise? Yes. Um, I get up and I, of course, say my prayers and and I get up and I read my scriptures. And I thank, thank look around, of course, and just thank God for the things that I've been through. And, and you know, and you can never, never not let those thoughts go through your mind because it, it makes you feel so grateful of where you are today when you look back at some of the things that you've been blessed to be able to overcome and whatever challenges you have. So doing that for me and and writing, uh, writing some of my po- positive poetry, those mm-hmm. are some of the routines that I do. Even if it's just doodles or something I'll pick up later, I'll sit down and write write that. Those are the things that I do to get my day started. (laughs) I believe that routines are so beneficial to us. When we open our eyes with gratitude, it sets the mood for the whole day. All the things there is to be grateful for, it sets a tone for the day. For those that are not spiritual, that do not 
believe or have faith, what would you recommend for them? Because many are having a pity party. Many are feeling down and depressed. The question, why me, seems to come up more times than not during coaching. How do you help them get out of that mindset? That they're still here. They have a purpose of being mm-hmm. here. You know, that, that to me would be the thing that I feel that they need to realize. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not by luck. It's not just so happened. You're still here. So whatever you want to do with your life, keep going for it. Mm-hmm. Keep going for it. Yeah, there's a light. There's a definitely a, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Just keep mm-hmm. going. <laughs> mm-hmm. As my aunt would say, another day above ground is a blessing. I'm still sucking air, as she says. And certainly that means that you have a new opportunity. It's a new day. You have a chance to make new and better choices. Once a person realizes that, okay, I'm here, I have a second chance, a third chance, a hundredth chance, how do they know what to do? How do you help them figure out what their purpose is? There's mm-hmm. always something that they're really good at. I feel that they focus on something that they're really good at. They can find the joy in that as well. Mm-hmm. Because, it, it, you know, I've always been told if it's something, if you can, as we've been told, if you can, whatever your venture is and you can do it and it's not work to you, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You're able to, you know, take care of yourself. That's a blessing. What are you good at? I truly agree with you that we all have gifts, talents, and we all have purpose. Like you said, what we're good at. We have visions and dreams that others may not be able to understand or see. What advice do you have? Because I know there's been times that you have faced just like the rest of us when we may have been shunned or discouraged to do this or that, but yet we had a fire in our heart to do so. Yes, well, we, we always think that there's just one way that things supposed to go, but we figured out another way that we want. There's nothing wrong with that or how to create something or how to uh, get to the destination we figured out another way and we've always been, I guess, taught to just go that way. That's, that's the way the rules were meant to be. You gotta, sometimes you have to reinvent, you know, another space or another route to get the, you know, to get that, that challenge or to create that, that beautiful thing that you want to do. I mean, that's the way I look at it because we always, uh, we sometimes we want to feel like that if we do something a little differently, that they're they're never we're not going to be able to get to the end or you know the top of the mountain with it. But just mm-hmm. just keep going and create your own path, and you'll see the you'll see the fruits of your labor. 
we look for validation outside of ourselves. As I listen to you, I understand that validation is internal. Validation from others is not needed. Times we forget that. So keep going, keep going, keep going. Tell the audience what you have to offer. We know the poetry. We know the book. What's the name of it? Where can we get it? Where can we support you? You can email me at Anthony Mitchell Speaks, the number 52 at gmail.com. Facebook, Anthony Mitchell Author. And also have a page, No Sweat Shop as well. Instagram, Time to Shine 68. And my Twitter account, Not Over For Me Yet. LinkedIn, Anthony Mitchell. And on my book, Living Without Sweat Glands, that was me journalizing everything that I had to deal with growing up as a child and kind of educating my readers on the condition as well, ACD. And I go on and speak about some of the achievements that I had along the way as well. When I did my second book, which is my most recent, is No Sweat. That was me venturing from that world into entrepreneurship and really understanding challenges that you had to go through doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I have some of my poetry in there as well. But my greeting cards, as I mentioned earlier, and my uh, custom design T-shirts, which are available on those, uh, Shopify, uh, the name of my store there is No Stop, Just Go. Right now, my one-on-one coaching and speaking, these are the things that I want to be able to focus on the most. I've been blessed to create and be able to do all of the things leading up to this. Your message is definitely a powerful one, one of hope and not giving up. You have so much to offer, and we love that you have a heart to serve. Well, it has been a pleasure having you, as always, on Purifying Truths. Your heart is one that is genuine and pure, and that's rare in today's age. I appreciate you personally. And thank you for tuning in to Purifying Truths with A-Star. You too can connect with A-Star on Facebook and Instagram at Facets of A-Star. Tune in every Saturday at noon for exciting new guests who illuminate the world from the various facets of life. Shine bright.